Bill O'Reilly here, Thursday, August 19th, 2021. You're listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. President Biden's approval rating drops as Afghanistan unravels. Mr. Biden claims a chaotic withdrawal from Kabul was his only option. Governor Newsom launching an ad blitz ahead of the recall vote. COVID booster shots start in September. Daily deaths now top 1,000 for the first time since April. Also ahead, the border chaos is not getting any better. But first, President Biden's approval rating falling below the 50% mark for the first time, according to the Real Clear Politics polling average. 49% back Biden's overall job performance, while 69% disapprove of his handling of Afghanistan. The president rejecting any responsibility for the chaos in that beleaguered country. The commander-in-chief telling ABC News' George Stephanopoulos that a chaotic withdrawal was the only option available. Said Mr. Biden, quote, the idea that somehow there's a way to have gotten out without chaos ensuing, I don't know how that happens. Well, maybe he should know. California Governor Gavin Newsom launching a series of TV ads ahead of next month's recall election. His campaign calling the vote, quote, a matter of life and death for residents in the Golden State, warning that his opponents will not impose strict virus mandates. Polls show Californians now evenly split on whether Newsom should get the boot. The White House okaying COVID booster shots beginning September 20th. Research shows immunity somewhat wanes roughly eight months after the second injection. First to receive the booster, healthcare workers, the elderly, those with compromised immune systems. The government now mandating the vaccine for all nursing home employees in the USA. America witnessing more than 1,000 virus-related deaths each day now, the most since last spring. Doctors blame a lethal combination of the Delta variant and unvaccinated folks for the high number of fatalities. At least 620,000 Americans have died from COVID since March 2020. In a moment, we'll take you to the southern border. You might not want to go. Right back. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here. Inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. The Biden administration now has two humanitarian disasters to deal with, Afghanistan and the southern border. Illegal border crossings are way up, as you may know. Average monthly crossings under Donald Trump 
were about 40,000 foreign nationals. But after Joe Biden signed an executive order in February of this year to dismantle former President Trump's Remain in Mexico policy, which had largely stopped mass migration into this country, well, after Biden signed an executive order to get that out, all hell broke loose. The very month that he signed the executive order, 100,000 illegal crossings were cited by the federal authorities down on the border. 100,000, up from 40. The next month, March, 173,000. April, 180,000. May, 182,000. June, 190,000. July, last month, 212,000 in the scorching heat of the summer. So now, with millions of foreign nationals streaming into the USA, some states are thinking about suing the federal government. Can they do that? The U.S. legal code says, quote, states have a broad standing to sue the federal government to protect state law. Accordingly, a state may challenge federal statutes or regulations that preempt or otherwise undermine the continued enforceability of state law. Examples include Massachusetts's challenge to the federal environmental policy, Oregon's confrontation over physician-assisted suicide, and Texas's lawsuit over the Obama administration's overall immigration program. So states can sue the feds. But what about suing President Biden himself? Does our legal system allow that? After all, he alone dismantled a very successful border policy. Congress didn't do it. Biden did it. Here's the deal, as Joe Biden might say. Presidents are immune, with few exceptions, from liability in a personal capacity when acting within their executive power or when completing official acts. They can, however, be sued for criminal charges that occur while they are in office, whether the acts are official or unofficial. This happened in 2020 when President Trump was denied immunity for a state criminal subpoena from New York. You may remember that. Now, a case can be made that by failing to enforce immigration law passed by Congress, laws on the books right now, President Biden himself has broken the law in all 50 states. Certainly, he has violated his sworn oath to uphold the law. If a number of state attorneys general band together and file a class action suit against Biden, the Supreme Court would ultimately have to decide. That would be bad for Biden, but good, in my humble opinion, for America. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve the message by writing it. For more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com. And my new book, Killing the Mob, is a good read. In a moment, something you might not know. 
Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. Labor Day, less than three weeks away. Can you believe it? That means folks have only a few days left to enjoy summer. But in the age of COVID, more than 50% of Americans say they are staying home. They're not traveling. Despite the slower-than-average holiday, some people did manage to travel overseas this August. And here are the top spots for Americans going abroad. First, Barbuda and Aruba, nice islands in the Caribbean. Access to those countries is contingent on a negative COVID test taken no more than seven days prior to arrival. But guests no longer have to quarantine for two weeks once they get to Barbuda and Aruba. Next, Europe, the EU is easing restrictions on visiting Americans, but travelers will still have to show proof of vaccination at the airport here to get there. Popular destinations include Spain, Ireland, Greece, and Croatia. South America also attracting some people. Brazil, if you can believe it, drawing tourists despite a brutal COVID situation there. Folks can visit, but the State Department suggests avoiding places like Rio de Janeiro. Unless you have family in Brazil, that's kind of crazy to go down there right now. The newest hotspot is Canada. The world's longest international land border reopened for Americans on August 9th. For many, that meant not only vacations, but reuniting with family members for the first time since crossings were stopped in 2020. The Canadian government is launching a multi-million dollar tourist campaign this week to lure Americans north of the border. And here's something else you might not know. International vacations are down, but one sector of the tourism industry is up. RV rentals, bookings have increased 200% in the USA. There are more than 3,000 locations in America registered as official RV parks. The recreational vehicle economy generates $115 billion a year, supporting 100,000 jobs. Renting an RV is very expensive. Average week-long trip will set you back 300 bucks a day, 35 cents a mile. The vehicle has earned a new nickname since the beginning of the pandemic, Quarantine on Wheels. Back after this. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world 
reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.